Well, good morning and welcome Mount Clear Church of Christ and for everyone and anyone who's watching wherever you may be across this wonderful closed down pandemic world of ours at the moment. Um, we're really excited because today we've got our really good friend uh, Mark Jurisic from the Living Room Church both in Torquay and Melton and he and his wife Kaz, Mel and I have exceptionally good friends with them. We love them dearly, we share with them, cry with them, and um, we do life with them, and it's, it's cool to have you with us today. Oh, mate, pleasure. <laughs> Absolute pleasure. So Mark's going to be preaching up a storm. I'll be jumping in just to annoy him while we are blessed together on this Sunday. So let's just pray and we'll kick off and see where God takes us. So Father, I just thank you for friends. I thank you for friendship. I thank you, God, that in your kingdom relationship always beats religion. Mm. And Father, even in this space, Lord, in this friendship relationship together, God, we can talk about and bring the things of God. I thank you, Lord, for the anointing on Mark. I thank you for the word that you have placed on his and in his heart. And we look forward to all you're going to do through those words this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, thank you. All yours, mate. Thanks, mate. (laughs) Look, it really is a pleasure being with with you guys. And, um, you know, Andrew and Mel have a very special place in our heart and in our church and every time we catch up you know we we always walk away from that that moment encouraged and lifted up so we we love these guys dearly and and to be with you in this way is is a bit strange um i miss seeing all your faces here in in front of me when i get up to speak so but guys it's always a pleasure sharing my heart with you um like all of you we we're also trying to navigate this and just because um, any pastor will tell you, yeah, we're not exempt from feeling what you feel and then going through the yeah. same kind of thing. So we're just trying to make sense of what's going on. Yeah, totally. you know, we've had to learn new things as Andrew and Mel have during this season. And thankfully, by God's grace, we're working it out. And um, just it's like bringing some fish and loaves to Jesus. Okay, Jesus, what can you do with this? And we're trying the best with what we have. But I'm really thankful for um, both Andrew and Mel in this time and also those behind the scene that make, that make this work. Yep. And I'm sure you guys watching um, really, really want to celebrate what's going on here as well. You know, we're all in a new season of, of trying to navigate things for the very first time. Yeah. And, um, and I always like to, during this time, ask God, okay, God, what, what are you saying and doing in this? Because yeah. it's easy to get caught up with all the other voices around you. And my goodness, there are a lot of voices. I'm sure you'd all, you'd all yeah, agree that, my goodness, the opinion's being shared. <laughs> and it's driving us bonkers. So you really got to be careful what you feed on. So I'm asking God, okay, God, what's a word for Mount Clear, for us? What, what's going on? So last week, he actually dropped something in my heart that I'd love to share with you right now. And it started with this statement. God said this, redeem this moment because it is a stepping stone towards a movement. Come on. I like that. (laughs) I'll say it again. (laughs) Absolutely. Redeem this moment because it is a stepping stone towards a movement. Yeah, amen. Now, moments, we all go through them. You're probably going through one right now. But what moments have the potential of doing is defining your life. You see this in in, in many ways. Sadly, when someone goes through trauma or a very tragic situation, that moment can easily define their family, define what they go through. But when we learn to embrace the moments and don't see them as an end in themselves, but rather see them in the big picture scheme of things, that they're actually all stepping stones towards a greater movement, you begin to think, hang on, this moment's only temporary. 
the movement is what I'm going after. That, that's actually really cool because I, I, I keep referring to, and I have probably for over a year now, but mm. a particular book and a devotional, T.D. Jakes' book, Crushing, uh-huh. and his devotional. But he, he constantly says, if we could only see that those moments, those trials, those tribulations were only temporary, yeah. we would realise that they're actually working towards what God has mm. in store for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That they're the moments that he's cultivating us for the plan and purpose yeah. he has for us. But we yeah, have man. to see the crushing, the trial as temporary. So the good. moment is temporary. So good. Exactly right. And um, so that, so I'm saying, okay, God, this moment that we're all in, you know, we've all entered a new stage of lockdowns and our dear church family in Melton has gone to stage four. So we're trying to pastor them yeah. through this interesting time as That's well. Hard. But in God added to that word, and this is what I believe he said. He says, redeem this moment in time to grow, to dream, to thrive instead of simply survive. It's time for the seeds that are planted in you to break through the surface, come to on. sprout <laughs> and reveal the life that are placed in them. Yeah, come on. But then he says this, be alert. Don't let the enemy lie to you that this isolation will dry you up and damage you. No, embrace this moment as a gift. A gift that I'm giving you to be transformed and step into a greater realm of the destiny over your life. Yeah. I am with you. And then God, I sense he, he repeat that statement I am with you in this. Yeah, yeah. Don't miss what I'm doing right now. And then God brought me to a, a, a conversation I had with him at the very start of 2020. And he, over our church, he gave us the word renew. And that became quite significant after the bushfires that we experienced in our nation. But even more now. And then he says, Rem- remember the verses I gave you. So I went back to Isaiah 43. 18 and 19, get these, mate. These are yeah. ripper, these. He said this. <laughs> Don't remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it yeah. shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Yeah. I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Brilliant. And then God said, I've not forgotten this, and I don't change my mind. I'm doing a new thing. Do you not see it? Yeah, come on. Oh, man. Come on. Preach it. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I am um, not always comfortable with change. And if you're going to walk with Jesus, nor, nor <laughs> mate, if you're going to walk with Jesus, you better get used to it because yeah. he, he loves to break open the boxes that we like to try and shove him in. That's <laughs> but over the past few weeks, God's been really challenging us in, in saying that whose agenda yeah. are you actually going to follow? Yeah, come on. The agenda of the world, which is very loud very opinionated, very confused, or the agenda of his heart. Yeah. Now, if I'm going to follow the agenda of his heart, I need to change. I need to realign the agenda that I live by day by day yeah, come on. to what he's doing. Yeah, totally. And we've started using a statement, which we've used a number of times, but it's become more significant now, is that I'm choosing today to walk on Father's feet. Yeah, come on. And it reminded me of that time when the kids would be walking on the feet of daddy. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. trying to walk. They, you know, they don't have the strength in their legs yet. But God's just reminding us in this season, hang on, if you walk on my feet, we'll get through this. Yeah. I, I actually still remember mm. years ago when you were preaching here, would have been the first or second time, and you got, I can't remember which one of your daughters it was, but you got them up to yeah, stand. It was, Amy. Your, yeah. was it? Yeah, yeah Amy. And you got her to, to walk, and as she walked, you walked with yeah. her, and vice versa. Mm. As you walked, she walked. Yeah. You know, it was just... And I remember that day particularly because the altar itself, when you did an altar call to connect with Father's heart, was full. Mm. It was just full. And I think that's when we nicknamed you the pastor of hugs. <laughs> you know, like, 
just because of the love that flowed in that message, but that example of what Father's like, you know. Mm. And in mm. a season like this, we, we have to be able to see ourselves not buried by the dirt. That's not our cemetery. It's good. But it is where the seed's going to take root. Love it. And if we can walk on Father's feet, oh, wow. Mate. Wow. Yeah. It really is a place to be. Yeah. And it's, it's in that, it, on his feet really makes these moments worthwhile. Yeah, yeah. It makes them mean something because he's actually going somewhere. And you might not necessarily see it straight away, but the father is up to something. He's doing something yeah, in this season. Come on. Yeah. And I'm not going to allow the enemy or the news report or anything I read online to, to shift that focus because it can very easily. Yeah. Mate, within a split second, I can get into that pit. Oh, yeah. And I'm just full of despair. I'm actually absolutely a mess. Yeah, it doesn't take much. Oh, Mel, it doesn't take much. Mel often is the... <laughs> The, the one that, that corrects me and steers me the right way. What's wrong with you this morning? Why'd you get up on the wrong side of bed? Have you been in your word today? Have you spent time with the God? Because you, you look like you're very negative at the moment. Oh, it's like, come on, back up, all right. I spent time with Jesus. Oh, so man. thank you, Mel. I love you. <laughs> oh, look, I've often said our wives sound like Holy Spirit quite often. So. Yeah, on the ball. On the ball. That's incredible. On the money. But, you know, this, this time that we're in, let, I, I don't want to waste it. No, nah, come on. Because if, if he is doing something... And I'm caught up in my own stuff, and I'm caught up in what I'm feeling in the emotional sense. Yeah, mate, I can miss it so yeah, quickly. Yeah, and let's not miss the moment. Oh no way! So <laughs> let's not miss the moment. And when when God downloaded that word to me, He immediately brought to memory a a news report I probably watched maybe five years ago. Yeah, it was a split second on a, a news camera in, the Mel- in Melbourne CBD filming a protest, probably protesting climate change, as they, <laughs> as they used to do back then. Um, back, <laughs> back in the days pre-COVID, yeah. it was all about climate change. But this lady said something which stuck in my mind, and I've never forgotten it. She said this, I want to be a part of a, sorry, I want to be a part of a movement, not just a moment. I want to be a part of a movement. Yeah, come on. Not just a moment. You see, she believed what she was protesting about was so significant yeah. that it defined her life. Yeah. But it wasn't just for that one particular moment protesting in, Melbourne, in, in, in the heart of Melbourne. No, she realised, hang on, I'm a part of a bigger picture than this. I'm a part of a movement that can, that can bring change to this generation. And I felt the Holy Spirit convict me a little bit and he said something like, she believes that about climate change. Do you believe that about the kingdom you're a part of? Come on. That this movement of yeah. the kingdom of the gospel that we're a part of, are you that convinced as she is? Are you that passionate as she is about what you're a part of? Yeah, yeah. Come on. That's a good word. Oh. I mean, and that's a tough word because we'd all love to say, of course, we're just as passionate now <laughs> as we were the first day we met Jesus. Yeah. But if you've been in Christian circles long enough, you've heard the term of, you know, bring us back, people have prayed, bring us back to our first love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when I first discovered you, Jesus, and I was mm-hmm. on fire and I preached to mum and dad and the rellos yeah, yeah. and to the grandparents and in the hospitals and to the stones and the trees, you know, <laughs> like, because that's how, how real Jesus was. And then 15, 20, 25, 30 years later, is that flame still yeah, burning yeah, yeah. as strong and as bright, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and, and that's why I, I think that in this season, Holy Spirit is pointing that out, that specific thing out. Because it's this moment right now that we're in. We never expected we'd be in it. But if he's up to something and he speaks something over us, within that word spoken is, is every, every power, 
every possibility, it's actually pregnant with the ability of that coming to pass. Yeah, absolutely. So we've all, you know, Andrew's got it, I've got it, Mal, Kaz, we've all got dreams that have been planted in our heart by Holy Spirit. Could it be that this season right now, this moment we're in right now, be the very moment that that seed is going to break the surface and sprout? Yeah, come on. And we will recapture that first love joy, yeah. possibility again. Oh, look, I'm encouraged by guys in the Bible, especially Paul. Yeah. Man, I love this guy. But he, he had a, a unique unique then it's actually normal for us now <laughs> a, 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 an amazing capacity yeah. to not get lost in a moment i want to share with you a couple of things that he wrote to the philippian church now when you look at the background of where he had written this letter and what the letter's about it's quite shocking because the letter's been themed a has the dominant theme being triumphant joy yeah now Trump and joy is beautiful and we all want it, but Paul was writing this while he was in chains in prison. Now, how could someone being chained, such a go-getter as Paul, being locked up, you can imagine him yeah, sort of, hey, on. I need to be out there preaching, I need to be out there spreading the gospel. But how could someone like that, in chains, locked up, write about joy? Yeah. And I believe he could only do that because he, his Brilliant. thought process would have been, hang on, this moment as as horrible as it might seem, doesn't define who I am. Yeah, come on. This moment doesn't stop the mission continuing. Come on. So he didn't allow it to get in the way of the movement of the gospel that he was a part of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me share some verses with you. This is gold. Philippians 1, 12 to 14. I'm going to read it out of the New Living Translation. And he wrote this. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here, talking in prison has helped to spread the good news. <laughs> Everything that has happened to me here in prison while I'm locked up has actually helped to spread the good news. And then he goes on to say, for everyone here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Jesus Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak God's message without fear. Yeah, come on. Talk about a turnaround. Didn't feel sorry for himself. Wasn't complaining about, oh God, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you getting me out of here? Wasn't blaming God for, oh God, I thought you were greater than this. Why am I in chains? No. He actually said, it's achieving an amazing purpose by me being here. <laughs> that even in the midst of this confining moment, the movement doesn't stop. The movement doesn't end. This is not the end of the story. I love this. It is so good. Mm. Like the whole palace guard, it became clear <laughs> How good's that? throughout the whole palace guard and to wow. everyone else that I was in chains for Christ. Yeah. So people knew that he was a Jesus follower. Yep. The, the Bible says, by this all men will know that you're my disciples when you have love mm. for one another. So he wasn't, though he was in a place of despair, he wasn't in despair. The That's only good. way that they could know that he was in chains for Christ is if he was showing those people yeah. the palace guard <laughs> love. And, and I've got to ask the question, you know, and I could be jumping well ahead of where you want to go. But uh, in this season, in this pandemic, are you and I, are we an example, you know, of those Christ followers? Will the people around us know that we're in chains, so to speak, you know, for Christ because we're loving on them even though they're in despair? 
Yeah, I love that. You know, yeah, well, look, great just... question. <laughs> anyway. Absolutely. Now that's spot on, that, and that's that's really what this is about because it it is a question that we need to be asking in this time. What is my life showing evidence of in this season? Wow. In this moment, what, what is my life preaching to those around me? Paul's life was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, the movement of the gospel. Hey, I, I, love, I can imagine Paul thinking, hang on, whether I'm in prison, whether I'm not in prison, does, that's really not the issue. Yeah. The issue is that I'm a part of a movement that's changing the world. I'm not going to let this moment <laughs> define me or define or stop me. I'm a part of something a lot greater than this. Yeah, yeah. So COVID-19, call it coronavirus, whatever you want to call it, isolation, lockdown, restrictions. That's really not the issue here. The issue here is, are we still flowing with the spirit with yeah. what he's saying and doing in this moment yeah. and see, seeing this as stepping stones <laughs> towards the greater movement that you and oh, I are a part of? I love it. It's huge. Well, because of my chains, he says, I know I'm reading from the NIV, but... Mm most of, so not all of, but most of my brothers and sisters, because of his example, while he's in chains, have become confident in the Lord. Wow. So have most of our brothers and sisters yeah, become confident in the Lord because of how we're going through this situation? Oh, mate. Wow. <laughs> and can you imagine living so convinced, yeah. as Paul was, that there's nothing that's going to stop this movement from continuing on through me? I love the moment, mate, in, in, in Paul's life when he was shipwrecked and they landed on the Isle of Malta. Yeah. Right? And the story goes on that he was preparing the fire. That must and... have been God because apparently Malta's quite small. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine finding <laughs> that place. <laughs> no, no offence intended. Hey, pastitsis, rock on. <laughs> um, but it says that as he was getting wood for the fire, a snake wrapped itself around his arm. Yeah. And all Paul did was shake it off. Yep. And he wasn't bitten. Yep. And then everyone watching that started calling him a god. He must be some supernatural <laughs> being because the snake didn't kill him. But I can imagine Paul saying, snake, you can't be that stupid. You think you're going to stop this. You think that you wrapping yourself around me and biting me is going to, going to stop this movement. And Paul would have been such a pretty... I think he would have been a very uncomfortable man to be, be around. Yeah, intense. If, intense very intense. Yeah. If you were content with casual Christianity. Yeah. They said that about Smith Wigglesworth, where he was a very unliked man when he was alive. We love him now. Yeah. We celebrate the life of, wow, what a man of power. Yeah. But reports did say that when he was alive, not many people liked being around him. Yeah, because he would have been so intense, so full <laughs> on. If you were, as the Bible puts it, lukewarm. Yeah. Yeah, he, he, he wouldn't. <laughs> What's the saying um, in the world? I don't, we don't suffer fools, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think when it came to Christianity, Smith Wigglesworth was like that. You, you, you're all in or you're not in at all. Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And Paul would have been very, very much yeah, like absolutely. that too, I reckon. Yep. So Paul goes on and he's, and he's bringing it to a summary towards the end of that, um, that letter to the Philippians. In Philippians 3, 12 to 14, if you want to go there with me, it, this is a great... Great statement. And many times we quote these particular verses to encourage ourselves and others. But he says this. He says, I press on. Remember where he is, by the way. Yeah. In, in, in prison, in chains. I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. But one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. One thing about a movement is that it's actually moving. It's forward in motion. 
And I guess the danger for a lot of us right now is to get stuck in the moment. And it's a threat upon all of us to get stuck in the moment because this is hard, this is challenging, this is unknown, this is difficult for us to wrap our minds around. But what becomes obvious is that there's quite a lot of scripture that talk about the danger of looking backwards. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Jesus said something in Luke 9, verse 62, which is quite confronting and convicting. Listen to these words by Jesus himself. He says, No one, having put his hand to the plough and looking back, is fit for the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's a pretty serious condition. Yeah. No one has put his hand... Now, plough, we don't use ploughs these days unless you're a farmer. But a plough moves forward. A plough is pulled forward, not backwards. Now, if you're looking backwards... And remember, I, I gave the, the scripture that God gave us at the beginning of 2020, Isaiah 43, 18, 19. He goes, what, what is done is done. What's yeah. behind is finished. Come on. If you were looking for God back there, you won't find him because he's that way. Yeah. He's moving forward with a movement of the gospel, even in the midst of this challenging season... The kingdom is forward moving. And Paul knew it. And the Apostle John, who I'm going to share in a moment, he also knew it very well. Yeah. And when you live with that expectation that I'm a part of a movement that's going to rock this world, my town, my city, my family, it's almost like you live above the temporary moment. Yeah, yeah, come on. You know, someone says, oh, how are you under the circumstances? Well, hang on, I'm not under the circumstances. I'm above them. Because the movement I'm a part of is based and grounded in a kingdom that's not of this world. Yeah, come on. So, God, what are you doing? Not what is Satan doing, not what is the virus doing, what are the numbers today? We can get so caught up by that. Yeah. No, God, what are you doing? May I be more desperate, God, to hear your voice in the midst of this than I am to hear yeah. the next news report by Daniel come Andrews on. giving me the numbers come for Victoria on. today. I, I love the word you just used. i just got to jump in there. You mm -hmm. said I'd, I'd be more desperate too mm. because... I'm just jumping back to in Philippians where it says, one thing I do, forgetting what's behind. The NIV says straining toward. Uh, yes. Now, this is, not, this is not about our salvation. Our salvation is secure. Yeah. But if we want to grow in Christ, if we want to be Christ-like, it requires a choice. And mm. sometimes that choice in the midst of our adversity, yeah, we need to strain towards. We yeah, need to well. push towards. We need to make a commitment to. We need to make a choice because choices, not chances, determine our destiny. Oh, and so that. if we want to have any sort of joy when we're going through these seasons, mm. any sort of strength, you know, in his presence is fullness oh, of joy. Strain towards being with him. Yeah. And if he's in his presence, his fullness of joy, then it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Yeah. And that's where we begin to overcome. Yes. Yeah. That's but it. not living in the adversity of the moment, not living in the trial or the tribulation or the pandemic mm. or the lockdown. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Anyway. And, and I mentioned before, <laughs> I mentioned that uh, the Apostle John was also great at this. Yeah. You have a look, you read some of the history behind how the, the first disciples were martyred. Yep. They tried to kill John. Uh, history records that they tried to put him in a pot of boiling oil to try and kill him off. Well, they couldn't do it. He jumped out. So what do we do with him? Well, let's throw him to the Isle of Patmos. And what happened there? A lot of you might know that he received the book of Revelation. Yeah. Talk yeah. about a guy that was a part of a movement. That these moments of trying to take his life and, and trying to remove him off the scene completely so he's going to be ineffective, hidden away on some little island somewhere, and then bang, Jesus shows up. Yeah, come on. Found you, John. And now receive this, John. Yeah. You see, hmm, wow. I believe Holy Spirit is looking 
looking for people like you and I, searching the globe for those that he can trust. Yeah, come on. With the word for this next season. Yeah, yeah. preach it. Looking back and crossing your fingers for the normal that we did live before, yeah. hoping and praying that we get back to that quickly. Yeah, I don't. It may never look the same. It, yeah, but yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah. Because if God is doing a new thing, I don't want to miss the new thing because no, no. I'm so caught up with the old thing. Yeah, come on. You see, the enemy of the new thing will always be the old thing. Yep. And Paul could have been locked into the old thing. John could have been locked into the old thing. Everyone that has done anything of significance with God has been tempted, no doubt, to look back. Oh, absolutely. Because it's comfortable. Yep. It's known. It's familiar. We can work it out. We can, we can decide the outcome because, hang on, it worked back there, therefore it has to work now. Well, you know what? I, I don't think that's possible anymore. What you thought was enough, what you thought was sufficient for yesterday, is not going to work today. Uh, old wineskin. Amen. Yeah. The manna from yesterday yeah. is putrid now. Yeah, come because on. Because you have to rely on the manna yeah, for today. Yeah, good work, Mark. Good and you're right, work. the old wineskin, that's it. It's, if, if God is pouring new wine, he's not going to use an old wineskin, is he? He's going to pour it into a new wineskin. Yeah. And the new wineskin is what he's doing now. Yeah. So when I, when I started thinking about this and it's going, look, how does this relate to us? I've been very uncomfortable because a lot of the detail hasn't come yet. Yeah. But that's all right. Because if it is about relationship and not about us being workhorses for God, well, he's stripped it all away that we can make sure that the relationship is on his feet at his feet. Come on. With him every single day. And that has to be priority right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. So, man, I'm just going to leave it there because this is, um, this is something that I personally am uncovering and unpacking in my yeah, own life. Yeah. And I'm going to do it with our church as well in this coming week. But I really hope it blesses you guys because we're a part of something significant here. Yeah, I, believe, I, I, so, I so believe that. And I, I so believe the thought that often when we're going through stuff like this, you know, difficult moments, let's... It's more than a moment, it's a movement. And those, those difficult moments can feel like we've just had dirt yeah. put all over us. It's dark, yeah. we don't know what the way out is, but if we can actually focus on the Lord, mm. you know, as T.D. Jakes writes, that soil, that cemetery is not your end. It's, it's going to be your birthplace. It's where something new is going to sprout yeah, forward. Love that. You know? And I think we as Christians need to be aware because the enemy, all the enemy wants us to do, it wants to do is not allow us to have faith, yeah. not allow us to live a life that, that is a life abundant, as mm, Jesus mm, promises. He mm. just wants to rob us of that. That's right. And so in moments like this, the enemy will get you thinking negative. I'm talking negative stuff. If it's not up lifting yeah. if it's not encouraging if it's not comforting if it's not strengthening i'm telling you it's not from god that's good mate that's not how he speaks and in a season like this for paul to be in a prison to go through that stuff and yet all of those around him were convinced <laughs> yeah, yeah that it was in chains for christ oh, I love it. obviously his faith was an example there's something that you and i we need to learn from that yes, you know absolutely i mean i love the idea god give us back that first love or just rekindle that fame or, or fan into flame that mm, which mm. is within me mm. so that I can be on fire for Jesus oh, yes you know yes yes oh, what a beautiful opportunity is while our family and friends are in despair mm. to be able to say wow. it's okay God's got this wow. to lay hands to pray for them to pray for the, the prince of peace to bring peace yeah, wow. 
Yeah, oh, I love that word. That is such a mm. beautiful word. Can you, oh, what I want you to do is, can you read that that um, the prophetic word God gave you? Just that statement. The first statement. Yeah, yeah, it's just. I think. I think church and for those listening, we need to lock this in. We need to claim it and declare it. Grab hold of it for us as ours in Jesus' yeah. name. So this is it. Redeem this moment because it is a stepping stone towards a movement. Yeah. Redeem this moment because it's a stepping stone towards a movement. You and I, as part of Mackley Church of Christ, as part of the Bride of Christ, to be God is truly up to something. Oh, yes. And we can so be a yes, part of it. Yes, yes. It is the time to put our hand to the plough, focus on him. And the reason you can't look back, the reason you're not fit for the kingdom is the plough goes crooked when you look back. Yeah. Let's keep looking forward to yeah. him, amen. And if you're looking for him back there, he's not there anymore. No. <laughs> you're not going to find him there. Yeah. Um, Mark's going to yeah. pray. Let's do it. Go for it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, God, thank you so much for encouraging us today. And I thank you. I'm so privileged to be here, Lord God, with, with dear friends and family like this. But, Father, we don't want to miss what you're up to. We don't want to miss a single word that you're, you're speaking. Even if it's a whisper, God, we want to be able to catch it. Because we're so close to you that we're actually standing on your feet. So, God, I pray over the Mount Clear family. God, bless them with such a revelation of what you're saying and doing in this, yeah, in this amen, moment. God. And God, and, and amaze them with how encouraged they feel, even in the midst of so much uncertainty. Bless them, Holy Spirit. Even now in this moment, invade their hearts. Give them an encounter that will absolutely set them ablaze for more. So, Father, thank you for loving us through this. Thank you for never leaving us. Yeah, amen. And thank you for embracing us as your sons and daughters. Bless we you. love you so much, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, church. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. And God bless you all. God bless you.